Hello, and welcome to episode six. Is this episode six already? We're we're just running through them. Welcome to episode six of eighty sixth, and uh, it's it's just been so much fun to record these, and so much fun to get together with Joe and and talk about food and friendship and just delicious, amazing stuff that we like. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited. Uh, I have another announcement to make that we are actually now going to go to a weekly format. So you can start looking for for episodes every week or so. I'm still kind of a little slow on the editing part. It's just something that takes a lot of time to learn. But uh, my hope is to get to a point where we're doing an episode every single week, uh, barring you know us being out of town or anything like that. So it'd be really cool. Uh, we've got some really fun topics coming down the pipeline. This particular episode, we talk about a few of our very favorite meals, which just we could talk about for hours and hours and hours, but we talked about kind of the things that make a meal really great. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun to do. It was, it was an excellent episode. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening. It's just such, it makes me feel so good. I talk to people and, you know, sometimes on this end of it, you, you can feel like, uh, is anybody really listening? And, and then I, you know, I talk to friends and, and they're like, oh, uh, on your last episode, you know, I know that you discussed this and I dis and, and they'll disagree and, and we'll get into a discussion, but it, it just, it warms my heart so much that people are out there not only listening, but really enjoying it and engaging in what we have to say. So it's just been super fun and I cannot get enough of it. So I, I'm really hoping that you're enjoying it. I want to thank Ryan Palma for our amazing intro that I continue to love every single day. I get to add it to the podcast. Um, you can get in contact with us on Facebook at 86 podcast and uh, also over on Instagram through the same account name at 86 podcast. And um, we're going to be adding some more and more visual components on the Instagram side of things, which is really exciting because food is such a visual thing. So in a podcast, it's hard to convey that kind of that kind of message. So adding a little bit of that element, if you want to see you know, what we're tasting, what we're talking about. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be a really fun thing to follow. So I hope to see you there. And, and, you know, if you, if you follow us on either of those, say hi and, and, you know, let me know what you think of the podcast. Uh, I, I thank you again for listening. It's been such a fun project to work on. And I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So thanks again. Bye. How are you? I am fantastic. Well, you hit me with the the quick start. Yeah. Like, here I am. I'm looking at my phone. You're, you, uh, I want to catch you off guard. I'm, I'm petting your dog, and yeah. I'm not thinking about anything. And catch, I want you relaxed check, and check, natural. Checking giant score, and you, bam, how are you? Yeah, right out there. Well, Frank. How are you? Frank, Joe, 
is great. Joe, you're introducing yourself now. Third person uh, Thursday. We're recording this on a Thursday, so I've decided. That Joe's decided that it's third person Thursday. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Joe thinks that, that it's a new. Joe thing? thinks for the entire podcast nope. that Joe should. Nope. Uh, Canceling the podcast. Canceled. Uh, can you wait till tomorrow and we'll, uh, Joe and Frank can do first person Friday? Uh, Joe's already stumbling badly on third person Thursday. Horrible. Horrible. All right. That was horrible. All right. Joe is abandoning third person Please Thursday. Please do. Please drop that right now. Fucking. <laughs> I. So, that's rough is is frank going to uh nope. not like joe's idea of a whole he's not a whole sh- different show please don't joe's joe's show of third please. person uh thursday don't comes out every thursday joe goes <laughs> until joe can't go anymore all right over. i think it's a good solo venture we'll, for you we'll, we'll pretend it's friday first person friday's up Joe's ready. I'm now prepared. See, that's what you do when you scare me into starting shows that way. I will never, ever <laughs> scare you again into starting a show. Just How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since we've done one. Yeah, it's been good. Yep. <laughs> What's the best thing you've eaten recently? Best thing I Haven't ate? done that in a while. Uh, okay. Um, uh, today. Uh, today, this day. No joke. There's two things. Do you want to hear them both, or am I going to tire you out with that? Because no, I've had two stellar things since we've done this. No, I like I like more. It lets more positivity. Okay. Today, I drove out, because I will tell you something, and nobody that hears this will believe it, but the <laughs> best El Pastor tacos Uh-oh. I've had. No Ever. joke. No joke. TJ, uh, really? Los Angeles, best I've had. Where? Tell me. Davenport, California. Again with Davenport. <laughs> Samitas in Davenport. No joke. Is, really? It's lined up. You know, they got it stacked with okay. the onion on top. They carve it off. It's it's right near the Davenport Roadhouse, which is kind of a landmark. Okay. Um, it's eight miles north of Santa Cruz. Did you go here just for just for store tacos? Well, okay. So this place grinds their masa daily to make the tortillas. So okay. that in itself... I would go um, just for that. Just, just yeah. for that. The Al Pastor was just an add-on. It's... I'm telling you, I know it sounds insane. And I know how insane I sound because the best <laughs> I had ever had... And I've had it in 10 different identical stands on the streets in Tijuana. Sure. Is the guy who carves it off, flips it into the tortilla... <laughs> And hands it to you all in like a motion, and it's it's the highest evolution of food. Like yeah, it is, you can't get any better than that. But apparently, it's, you can. It's sublime. In, this one in is, and all I'm going to say is, with withhold judgment, okay, until you try it. Because I know it sounds. Are insane. we going to do a Davenport episode? I no. Should <laughs> we do a Davenport? You episode? can do. You can do one of this restaurant. Can we do a Davenport episode? Uh, we could. We there's tour? a couple of wineries there, and there's tour? there's three or four restaurants and, wanna, and a stand that makes pies. I want to do a Davenport Okay. <laughs> I'm se- it's and, settled. And you know how apprehensive I am to say the best Al Pastor? No. You, so you never recommend things lightly. I think even, even when you're selling some of your favorite things... You hold back a little bit because I I think you don't want to oversell and 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 disappoint somebody. I have, so if you ever tell me that something yeah. is the best blank, yeah, and especially something that you love, 
so much, I'm going to believe you that it's of of my favorite foods. It's right there. And the utter joy that the way this comes together, it's (laughs) it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievably great. So it's the second best thing you had since. Okay. Now this one again, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say you have a preconceived notion of this restaurant. But most people would I probably do. because it <laughs> sounds like a gimmick until you hear who it's with. Okay, so continue. Michael Mina's old joint RN seventy four. Yeah, I made a face. Yeah, and, and I guess it's it. not good podcasting, but I yeah, I made, I no, made a you face. you did you you you. It wasn't a sneer, but it was more of a mm, yeah. Eh. Sorry. There's emojis that, ex- yep, <laughs> that there, have that face. There is an accurate emoji for that face. Okay. So, Steph Curry's wife, Aisha Curry, yes, opened up a joint called International Smoke in the old RN74. Sure. And the concept is, it's grilling slash barbecue from around the world. So, they have like Argentinian steak with Which chimichurri. Which is a cool, it's cool a, idea. And if you look at the menu, it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So... I went in going, okay, first of all, I, I never have the patience to, to wrestle with reservations at places that it's impossible to get reservations. And it's right now in that spot. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm not too good to jump on someone else's. Sure. So when somebody said, I have a reservation, do you want to go? Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So without going through the whole menu of what we had, which was very good. And no matter what snarky comments might come to mind, it's good. It's a good joint. But the great thing I had yeah. was they do their cornbread like it comes out and it's about the size and shape of a cupcake. Now, I'm not a cupcake oh, person. Okay. But it Smaller looked, than I thought. It looks like a cupcake. There was okay. four of them on the plate. Yeah. They looked like they had really rich red frosting on top and it was red it was red curry like a and it was a red curry paste yeah it was not a paste but a red curry sauce that Uh wasn't going anywhere that had been thickened up so it didn't run yeah and it was sitting on top and it's out of the oven okay so it's hot and so you, you get the contrasting crispy outside, fluffy inside, yeah. and then kind of like a, a like a, a sauce absolutely to stellar together. Absolutely freaking stellar. Really? Loved it. It was unbelievably good. Was the cupcake cornbread sweet? No. More on the corn salt yep. side, which yep. I like a lot. Yep. I prefer. It was it, not you, hating you know, on well, sweet cornbread. If, if but. you were to say in America, outside of the South. If you were to get cornbread, it's going to be too goddamn sweet. Very sweet. A lot of times. In the South, no. Uh, my experience. It's up when, for debate, Yeah, I would and, say. and it depends. And I'm probably, yeah. the way they do it in Alabama is probably different than how they do it in, you know, Florida or any place else. Sure. My experience was that it tended to be less sweet than when you get to places replicating so cornbread. It went well with the barbecue ultra savory yes. topping with yep. the barbecue with it. Mm-hmm. Everything was really good. Absolutely killer. All right. Well, that stands out as as pretty uh, pretty goddamn tasty. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, especially. Uh, I could not decide if you asked. Well, if something's <laughs> the best I've ever had, the El Pastor has to take precedent. But high, but, mar- high marks but for this extremely this and. Extra high marks for... There's one thing to do something you've never had. 
I mean, you could have shit on cornbread, and I would say, well, I've never had that. <laughs> but to do something, take two, what I see as pretty different things, merge yeah. them into one, and have it be utterly successful. And almost to the point where you eat it, and it makes so much sense that you're like, why isn't this already a thing? My first thought right? was, how the hell am I going to replicate this? <laughs> because people aren't going to believe how good this is. Yeah. And I'd love to do it at That's all. That's fair enough. Yeah. How about you? Anything? Um, yeah, I had a, I had a killer dish. Uh, we went to a spot in Cupertino that was a... It's Taiwanese. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny little place um, called Red Hot Walk. Eight tables, 15 tables. So interestingly enough, uh, you wait outside and then inside, I would say, I'd say it's nine tables. And it's interesting because every table is like a picnic table. So even if you're a two top, you get like the same size table as everybody else. Maybe it was a little bit more, maybe 12 tables, but it's a small place. And the, the lady who I have to assume is like an owner or something, she's heavily invested who's bringing everybody to their tables and taking orders and, you know, running the whole entire place seems stressed out of her mind. She's getting people in and Mm. out and trying to flip tables and trying to, you know, make this restaurant work. And it's super successful. Right when you walk up, there's a clipboard to sign Mm. in. You know, people are waiting for quite a while looking at Mm. menus. And and initially I looked at the menu and it looked unremarkable Mm. a little bit. So I kind of had to delve deeper and, and, you know, ask some people what to get. Let me stop you real quick before you go right there. Um, To anybody outside of the Bay Area that only knowledge of Cupertino is that when they get their new iPhone, it's set to Cupertino time. (laughs) Obviously, the most famous thing in Cupertino is Apple. But explain the ethnic makeup of Cupertino. So Cupertino has everything being being a hub for apple has everything but heavily chinese Mm -hmm. and 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 some of the best chinese places that i've ever been some of my favorites are actually in cupertino and specifically like this is taiwanese so it was a little bit there's whole neighborhoods where you do not see english represented on businesses yeah it's it's, they have their own communities that have spectacular restaurants yeah and and it's it's some of the best cooking and it's it's how you get away from like the the american chinese menu i'm sure it's all still aimed towards like what americans might like but for the most part it's like how you get outside of that Mm. and so this place is great they, they had a lot of things. They had a lot of things that were recognizable. And I think that anytime you're anywhere, you're going to have like salt and pepper shrimp because mm-hmm. somebody's going to want to come in and get that. Right. But we had um, we had a couple of things that were really stellar. But one of the things that I guess they're famous for. you, you Before I interrupted you, yeah. you led off with, I wasn't sure what to order. Had somebody hipped you to this place? Yeah. Did so you- a friend of a friend actually told us that he it's one of his favorites and he's like huge into food did that come with the caveat you have to order x no actually we were like waiting in line at the at the restaurant waiting for a table and and he was in another country and we're trying to email him and be like what 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 do you like to get get here we look through the menu i look through pictures on various websites Hmm. and came up came to the conclusion that their clay pot dishes are like their 
thing. It's, Did you see any on a table? Yeah, er, everybody's got a clay pot dish. It That's comes out. It comes out sizzlingly hot. They take mm. the lid off of the table and right. like you get a this, facial. Yeah, this steam that comes out is 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 you know opaque, and uh, and, and so we we ordered. They had a couple different ones. They had like a pork one and which I almost got, but we got a couple other pork dishes. So I ended up getting chicken. It was bone-in chicken, chopped down, which is a little harder to eat, but it had tons of flavor because of the how bones. Ba- how big are we talking? Are these entree-sized ones that you were just looking to try everything on the menu? Yeah. yeah. We ordered a lot of shit, but mm. but this was a this was definitely like a full entree. It was a yeah. big dish. And one of the things that I thought was fascinating about it is you look at it, and it looked like it was going to be very sweet because it had a glossy kind of like kind of american chinese looking like sauce to it so i'm picturing when you say that like the glossy sweet mess that is sweet and sour yeah a little bit to that yeah. to that effect but this was more like a deep red but the thing that i'm you, salivating you that's notice how, it, yeah. i mean it's good yeah. but the thing that you notice is right when they take the lid off of this thing is like you're punched in the face with like these medicinal smelling herbs like Okay. Like so much so that you're like, wow, this is way more complex than I thought it was going to be. And so you're kind of like picking through the chicken and you're, you're finding your way through bones and all the bones like add that much more flavor to the saute. Mm. And so you're like eating it and there's like chunks of herbs and like, look, look, I'm a professional chef. I've, I've cooked for a lot of years. I've cooked a lot of things. And if you put a gun to my head and said, you need to replicate this to the best of your ability. I would fall down and cry because <laughs> I could not tell you what herbs were in it. I could mm. not tell you what spices were in it. All I could tell you is that being a very complex dish, it mm-hmm. was still incredibly balanced. And like every bite you took, you wanted to eat more. And even mm. though you're eating through like these little chopped up bones and, and yeah. picking through herbs and stuff, like you want to keep going back. And I thought it was just, it, it was one of the most unique things I've ever had and it was just so phenomenally delicious. Every bite was just amazing. And since you did order other things, was there anything else of note, or was the stone pot and then everything else fall by the way? Everything was pretty good. Uh, we had like some noodles that mm. had uh, lamb and like water spinach that was really good. They were really good noodles. Um, I decided to go a little crazy because I, I was looking at pictures on Yelp. And a menu item that I probably wouldn't have ordered looked pretty good in picture, mm-hmm. but ended up being a little rough was fried fried pork intestine, which I was thinking like, I was thinking pork casing. I was thinking like onion, uh, calamari, like, like calamari rings, you know? Yeah. It was a little, a little puffier than that. A little. Oh, oh, oh. Was, well, did it, it squeak was, when you bit it? Like that kind of like squeaky. No, it was softer than that, which made oh. it kind of harder to eat. It was a very unique texture to to something I've ever had. There is, so there it, is. A, that's that is something for the people of Taiwanese descent who are here who miss a comfort food yeah. that you have no base of reference on. And and you know, look, it, it's pork intestine, and it's yeah. not the prettiest part of the animal. But the fact that you could make it something that people crave or something yeah. that people have nostalgia growing or, up or just head to snout or snout to tail cooking yeah and using everything using and, everything that you've yeah, got i got it i i can't say that i thought it was good i mm-hmm. i you know i ate a couple bites i took it home 
because I didn't, you know, people cooked it yeah. for me and, and they're yeah. proud of it and they put it on the yeah. menu and I'm not going to be like, this is gross. Don't yeah. box it up. Yeah. So I took it home and I'm glad that I tried it because it, sure. it, you know, in picture it looked really good. It came with a couple condiments. It was like white pepper and like a chili kind of sauce and it tasted fine. Mm-hmm. It was just texturally and usually I'm mm. great with texture. Like yeah. I can eat natto. I can eat uni. I mm-hmm. can eat. You know, all kinds other of things people I, have an issue I, I with. I like okra. Yeah. I like a lot of things that people have issue with, but this was, it was a little tough for me. So I gave it my best. Yeah. I, you hey, know. I, if you would have told me when I was 14, what I would, I crave that, that by the time I'm 50, <laughs> that I'd be craving Korean constantly. Yeah. And that I'm blown away constantly every time I have either a North African or Ethiopian dish or something. And sure. there's, there's very few spices I recognize and yet am completely 100% Like in. a fucking madman yeah. just eating it it's, without and it's any just regard. absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got to make those runs at things to find the crazy stuff that a year from now you'll wonder how you ever lived your life without. That's the thing is I will always try that thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not stupid. If if it's a menu item on a thing, people are ordering it and people love it. And if somebody else loves it, there's a good chance that you might too. Like we're mm-hmm. not that different. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think the main thing that gets in the way is texture. Like if you yeah. grow up eating different textures and you you have that under your belt it's easier for you to accept but if if it's not like i said flavor was great it mm-hmm. you know tasted really good but so you it, could suck the sauce off the intestine and just sure even though like the fried coating had mm-hmm. some kind of spices oh and, that's funny and i never pictured it. it fried until you just said that yeah it was it was totally i, fried. Pictured, I was picturing calamari rings of uh and what i was really picturing was overcooked calamari but that's what I why I ordered it is like I saw these pictures and you see these like crispy rings mm. that I was like oh that like an onion ring type yeah, yeah okay like or just yeah, why not I mean it r- literally looked like calamari in the pictures yeah. of like the rings of of uh, calamari but maybe not so much a hit but the hey the clay pot chicken was for me mind blowingly good and and really killed it and, and I yeah. crave it to this day at this point that then that is a fantastic one and i've bored people endlessly with that stupid cornbread story but do you have now this was a (laughs) these were these are really good um experiences but that leads me to a question i want to ask you sure do you have an all-time favorite meal is that even possible can you like a hundred percent yeah and i guarantee we share the same favorite meal okay and do you want to go there? Because that's as like, that's as like I, I, okay. confident so, so as if I you, am if in that you, meal. If you are making the statement that you and I were at the same table for my number one meal, <laughs> yeah. that's also, can I be presumptuous enough to say your number one? Yes. Then, Easily. Then damn straight, it was the best meal of my life. Best meal of your life. Yes. And, you I, and so much so <laughs> that um, I don't think a day has gone by since I've had it. That I didn't think about it in some capacity, and whenever anybody brings up Mexico, also have you noticed that since we did this, that that meal has taken on not in our lives, but around the world has a mythic uh, side to it. Yeah, that I've heard people not call me a liar, but just <laughs> say that's bullshit. How did you get there? Yeah. 
and it's taken that because and now go ahead and say it and then i'll i'll make the caveat it it was noma mexico's pop-up and and it was now noma did pop-ups in australia and japan yes before it ever did mexico why do you think mexico stuck out because i still read about stuff and hear about it and i've talked to random people who i didn't even know were into food (laughs) when they said they were going to tulum i mentioned that i had been there last may and then that came up and they were like no you didn't yeah i was like why the hell would i make that up uh why did it resonate so much with with people in a world that they are experienced enough to get these type of dinners around the world to the most exclusive the most hard to get table yes to anywhere in the world at this time when it happened but the thing about this is that there was x number of tables if you break down every night Mm -hmm. that there are these many tables among these these many nights yeah and the fact that when they went up for sale instantly gone i got shut out and i was prepared to the second I had my shit ready to go. I had my American <laughs> Express card. I had what I thought was an early access a good, attempt. A I had good a good plan. Shot. Right. Were, yeah, I had a plan. Ready. I was there to buy and my thought, tickets. Oh, this is, is going to be fine. It'll be a, it'll be a layup. Yeah. It's it's expensive. It's in um, a tourist destination, but not everybody can make their way to Mexico from around the world. Boom! Yeah. One second in. Sorry, we're sold out. Don't ever call us again. Yeah. Yeah. And every single table was gone. And the only reason that we got to go is we were lucky enough to know somebody with a centurion <laughs> with a centurion card who by who happenstance couldn't after effect after could, couldn't even make it. And, yeah. and and we went in the stead. Literally the luckiest people in the entire world. And so Unbelievable. So this episode like I feel like we need a whole episode to talk about that. I was going to say that it kind of we this <laughs> this podcast has no visual element, which yeah. seems preposterous given. Well, I'm trying to get the Instagram going, but I I'm, I'm not doing well at that. I am not helping, so I <laughs> and if you look at me, I am just like yeah, sure. Um, but it. It needs a visual component because you have you could tell the dishes. I I swear to God, if we were to start talking about this, two hours minimum, easily minimum, easily. Uh, given I, I, given the lead up to it, the day, everything that was involved in that made the experience so overwhelming, and I I'd like to think I had had just about every type of over-the-top, grandiose dining experience. And that still made everything else kind of just fall by the wayside just because yeah. of how unusually fantastic it was. So I, I think that needs its own time okay, to, we'll just, we'll, to talk well, about it. And Can we just agree that that's well, we the best agree, meal we, we've ever had? Yes, we'll agree, but which is a crazy way to do this because <laughs> if Casey Case had taught me anything is you count down from... Your best until Look, you you will put the hook at the end. But fuck I, we're not Casey even going to talk. We're not even going to talk about it. We are going to tease. All right. So so Noma's pop up in Tulum, Mexico, yeah. was both of our favorites. So we'll just Hands put down. The, we'll put that aside as an individual thing for a later date. 
So I'll let you start. What's number three? Number three. Now I'm. And you let, let me preface this by saying you are somebody that I know that have had the opportunity to eat at some of the most amazing restaurants in the world. Not only some of the most amazing restaurants in the world, but at times where there were special events yes. and 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 things that were going on that not everybody could ever even dream to go to so like you picking a top three is is way harder than me like i've had a, yeah. i've had a handful of great experiences but but i can't imagine you having to narrow this down um and what's what's interesting about what i'm going to say is my number three is the guy who was the chef who and again this was an experience and i'm going to throw you an even weirder curve it was lunch Wow. Uh, it was lunch, but it was it was an American Express set the thing up. Can I can I ask one question about yeah. it before you do anything yeah. else? Did you eat dinner that night? No. Oh fuck no. You're just done for the done, day. Done done. Okay. Completely full. That's what I expected, and, and but pretty hammered. Okay. Um, as these these, yeah, as these, these things yeah. these things go. Yeah. Now uh I'm going to say the chef's name. Okay. And because of... <sighs> Name dropper. Be, no. Be, well, here's why I'm prefacing it. Name because dropper. Because in the last year, he's become persona non grata because of the Me Too movement. Uh-oh. So, John Besh had a private lunch at August in New Orleans. Sure. It was staggering how good it was. Now, New Orleans is known for a lot of things, but there's only a handful of the, like, real white tablecloth, perfect service. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got, uh, you know, Commander's Palace has their thing. At this point, it's old school, and and, and a few people hold the the torch for that, but But not everybody does that. This is closer. I guess it's called... um, Shit, it's just right outside. It's across Canal Street and just past the the quarter right yeah and it's his it's you guys probably got 30 restaurants but this is um his fancy one sure um and it there was can i'm gonna tell you like how it started and if i had any knowledge that we were going to do this i would have brought in the menu because <laughs> you know what's funny is of my of i keep the menus like these things sure. are it's so strange to say but I not asked. As, no. I asked for the menu because they all. were actually events. So this was a private lunch, and I want to say there was twelve of us. In fact, he, I would say that's so. That's so normalized now that most of the time they give you a clean copy of your menu. Yeah. With some little gifts to take home, so yeah. that you can always look at that and remember it. And and How, literally you, right behind me is our fucking French laundry yeah, menu dinner and, that yeah. we had that that we framed and put up. Like you, that that's how much we we like that. So that's you, not what that did weird. You, Okay, so Noma, uh, not to go back, but they gave us the the craziest thing because <laughs> Rene Redzepi said, as he's telling you, what went into this massive undertaking. And if I'm not mistaken, he said everything but the red wine glasses and the knives were made specifically for this event. Yes, I believe that's correct. And so the guy couldn't have been more charming. He couldn't have been more interesting. Fascinating, really. Oh, yeah. And he, the gift we got at the end of the night 
Well, I got it. Okay, I'll save it for another time. But the, the, but the takeaway was they had created this, is it a cow or a pig? Pig. Pig. Yeah. Uh, salsa uh, dish of orange clay. Yeah. Made locally and... I treasure it. Yeah. Absolutely treasure it. Do you use yours? I do. So do I. Yeah, so do absolutely. I, it's, it's I think phenomenal. it would be a crime not to use to it. not fill that yeah. with salsa and okay and, but you're and right like it. all these things had takeaways <laughs> from it and they're just these fucking experiences where you realize and through my case it's always dumb lucking my way into all of these but why did why did your lunch at august stand out as such a phenomenal meal like just just I, I know that there's yeah. a lot of elements that go into yeah. a great meal, but like condensed down, like why okay. does that why does that put it in the stratosphere for you? Okay, each course um, was introduced by the chef. He comes out of the kitchen, tells me what I'm about to eat. Yeah, uh, paired with some ridiculous drink. Now I love New Orleans. It's, was this it's, sorry? Was this yeah. one seating? Oh, forget seating. The restaurant was closed. They're only open. But but, but yeah, I mean, like for this special event, it was like. The amount of people were there, they sat down, and then they, they started sending out courses. Yeah, it wasn't there. They are not open. They weren't open for lunch. Sure. This was, you're coming up into our private dining room. Yeah. Shook hands. Heard the story behind how the restaurant came to be. How many How many people would 12. you say? Oh, okay. So it yeah. was it was 12 just, at a table. Yeah. All right. Fine. And he, <laughs> as the courses came out, and the first one was... Um, Shit, I'm gonna mess up the name, but it's um like a fairy tale pumpkin. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It's a little okay. little heirloom pumpkin. For as silly as it's going to sound, greatest soup I've ever had in my life, and it sure. was served. It was pumpkin soup served inside the pumpkin. Now everything had that New Orleans Creole spin. Yeah. And it was. It just started off with the biggest punch in the <laughs> mouth ever. But it's it, always that like that's one of the things about fine dining that's really fascinating to me is sometimes you can get these things that are presented in a very minimalist, like, you're like, oh, you're mm. you're serving me a pumpkin soup right now? Right, like, and, and can, but, you, but, can you think of anything more benign? If I sure. say to you, pumpkin you're, soup. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But if you know kitchens and you know fine dining kitchens, you yeah. know the million steps that went into yeah. making that, like, the perfect... But there was version like, of there that was like thing. three toppings on it, like a some kind of chestnut thing uh-huh. with some kind of white funk, followed by some kind of crisp uh, <laughs> vegetable. Yeah, that w- and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" It's How- it's all and every it just, element is. It perfect. just took off from there, and every course was better than the next. Although that soup is something I'll never forget my whole life, so I'm not. Sure, it's so unexpected. It's right. the first thing really to hit your palate. Yeah, it, right. a lot of times the beginning, and like you said, these these types of things, you're you have so much to drink by the end. Yeah, you're kind of like courses are a little bit blurring together, which is a shame. But it's, it's I, and and, and, and because fun. and because it was it was paired with drinks. Yeah, but the end was cocktails a, or wine, uh, or both. Uh, it depended on the we had yeah. cocktails when we sat down uh-huh. like some I want to say New Orleansy type you say Sazerac I say fine sure you know with something of that ilk right yeah um, and then it was wines paired through from there on out okay with the with the particular dishes and there was like some crazy dessert wine that came with uh, as salty as it was sweet 
pecan pie at the end. Okay. But when I say pecan pie, you have an idea of a slice of congealed pecans sitting on something. But it was a completely deconstructed thing. Yeah. It's like nothing I'm saying makes would would hold anything you're visualizing. It looked more... That makes for good radio. Yeah, I know. I can't... It, it's, you, imagine a thing that you can't imagine. And take that times 10, and take, that's what take, I ate. Take away, <laughs> take away that, that preconceived notion of sure. pecan pie. And then just put it in... A ramkin of okay of uh, like molten goodness and uh, the tiniest bit of white funk on top melting into it. A very thick bourbon flavor yeah. and a very salty after. And now I want to say this was 2002 where salt wasn't omnipresent with desserts. <laughs> yeah. So you can remember the first time you had like salted caramel sure. or sea salt on chocolate. Like an that, olive oil cake. Right, and, that kind of thing yeah. where there's that getting like... savory brought in. Yeah. And, and, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And I've I, been lied to my whole life. And I, can, and I can say for a fact that was the first time I was ever like, oh my God, salt on <laughs> X yeah. is the greatest thing ever on sugar. All right. And so there was a lot of firsts and a lot of eye-opening things. And then just... Like, you're just surprised at every turn. Yeah. And it kept you on your feet. Exactly. And, and yeah, I, I get that. I get that feeling because that, you know, a tasting menu should take you away and really surprise you and really do things that, you know, people look at them and, and they see one course and they're like, oh, that's just like two bites of a thing. Like, how am I, how am I going to eat that? And That's my and, most and, infuriating it, conversation it's, to have with somebody. It's hard to like, argue that because, A, you're having, you know, 50 bites of things. Because yes. there's so... I've never left a tasting menu hungry. I've usually been so full by the end that I'm dying. I, but on top of that... I've like, left every single one going, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to eat again. This yeah, should sustain for me like for my three, life. For like yeah. three days. <laughs> And and on top of that, like everything is so refined and so rich that it's it you, you don't want to eat more than that. And to its credit, like one of the things that makes you love a dish so much is you eat those like couple of bites that they've prepared for you, and you always want another bite. Mm -hmm. Like that's the yeah the, a really successful tasting menu. You don't want another plate of it, but you want like one more bite. Mm -hmm. But then by the time you're even thinking of that, you're on to the next thing. And so like, like I've been thinking about my, my top three meals for a while and mm -hmm. it's hard. Like I have only a handful of experiences and French laundry was a punch in the face. Cause I, I yeah. owned the book for five years before that. And I went to culinary school and I thought, I don't even know how I, how anyone would ever cook these things and, mm -hmm. and just how it would come together and, and I looked over it and I couldn't imagine those things. And once I ate them, they were amazing, like more so right. than I ever even thought. And that doesn't even hit the top three. Yeah. Momofuku Ko, mm -hmm. which is impossible to get into. And, you know, it, it's, I think, 14 people at a time and they do yeah. like two turns a night at a bar and you watch the chefs cook in front of you. That doesn't make the top three. And it was phenomenal. Like, I can't yeah. tell you how good that meal was and how hospitable they were. And like, like they knew that I, I cooked for a living and they sent me home with like a tote bag from with their Momofuku yeah. Co and like some little treats and stuff. And they showed me around like the kitchen and had me meet people like all that. That doesn't even make the top three. So like what makes the top three and why 
is it so amazing? And I think one of the most phenomenal experiences of my entire life was I went to the restaurant at Meadowood mm-hmm. for my 28th birthday, I think. And we said, fuck it. Let's mm. get one of the four, two of the four seats that are in the kitchen. Because mm-hmm. there are literally four seats in the in the there, kitchen. I've never been to that part of the restaurant because that is <laughs> that's a one in a gazillion. Yeah, but are they ne- Are you seated? Are all four seats together? Or yes. Are they oh, okay? It's it's a it's a small bar. You all sit next to each other. We sat next to a really nice couple from New York. I think that oh. were like celebrating something, and you're literally right in the kitchen there are some kitchen tables that are like yeah you're off to the side you're not in the this was like front and center next to the next to the line where where the chef himself is expediting and you know moving amongst the kitchen and finishing Mm. plating and and it was that alone is a phenomenal experience watching that kitchen work but on top of that every single dish was amazing and you look at the menu of like what you got, but it doesn't even say the 15 extra bits that they just kind yeah. of like, like, like you don't even have a second to talk to the person next to you because by the time you're finishing your last bite, the plate's being cleared and a, and a cook is coming up to you mm-hmm. and setting the plate in front of you. And one of the coolest things is like, the cooks kept bringing over food and they would always introduce it and they would explain everything about it and they'd be very knowledgeable. And the they, one whose station's responsibility it was. Ex- exactly. Oh, so like terrific. that particular person is really the one that they're went into cooking in it. it. Yeah. And they're like very proud of it. It's extremely beautiful. Everything was absolutely fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. And there were so many surprises and so many just like every single turn was amazing. Did you make them all wait until you finish and then give them a Roman thumbs up or down? <laughs> I I was so on edge. That was maybe the most stressful meal I've ever had. Because I felt yeah. like I was a little bit at work. Yeah, because you were which, in the kitchen. Because I was in the kitchen. And also I felt so much empathy for every like cook that came over. And they, they were a little scared because they're always yeah. like... They want you to love it so much. They yeah. want the chef to be proud of the food that's coming out. Like, there's so much at stake every single night. And if yeah. you had a great night last night, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean carry shit over. No. because it's new people that are right. eating your food. And so, like, it felt a little bit like work. But even then, it was you were, you so were invigorating. The, you, now, were you projecting the stress that it would cause you onto them, or did you notice them? being maybe maybe a little bit of both okay i also got the wine pairing so i got really drunk because they to they poured the ginormous is at every course and to say it's been my experience that i don't i don't care where it is any of these joints you get the wine pairing at a tasting (laughs) menu at these type of places they are not one two ounce pours they're glasses of wine and by course 18 you I, are shit face. I literally had to tell the psalm, please, I don't want to throw away your wine, but I don't want to be shit faced because this is such yeah. a these like, wines are too significant yeah. meal for me. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you're being I know you're being hospitable and I know that you appreciate us. Mm-hmm. 
I can't drink that much. And I had I had to tell him that much. And I don't think I've ever told somebody I can't drink that much before. Yeah. But I had to be like half that, less than half that. Yeah. And and I'm good. But every single thing was amazing. They, you know, even though you're in the kitchen, they still were like, do you want to tour the kitchen? And they yeah. like lead you through a hotline and they're like this is where this is done this is where this is done this is chef costow he's doing this you can see i kept seeing in the background there's like a refrigerated room where six front of the house staff would be steaming glasses and polishing them and holding them up to the light and like making sure they were fucking spotless while wearing white gloves it was the most insane thing i've ever seen in my life i went to the bathroom visibly drunk and I'm pretty sure somebody saw it and escorted me because yeah. they were a little worried about me. Do you do you have any desire? Now, the restaurant he's talking about, Meadowood in uh, St. Helena, is a Michelin three-star joint. And yes. there's only a handful of those in the world. And it's, sure. on, it's on the list of 500 best restaurants yeah. in the world. Do you have any desire to work in that environment? Or no. Do, no. It just, it seems like a nightmare to me, too. And those are really young people working there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you work there because you want it on your resume. Yeah. You want the experience. It teaches you things that you'll never imagine, learn. Imagine the stress of the chef, though, trying to maintain that shit. It's it's the most stress that Getting goes into Getting there has its own built-in stress, maintaining it. I, what a nightmare, man. It, it's it's such high stress and the people that can deal with it are phenomenal i i i can't say nicer things about them but i i can't and also i don't like like i staged at a couple places like that Hmm. and i did short-term stuff i don't like cooking food like that like i enjoy eating it and Mm -hmm. i enjoy the end product and i appreciate it a lot and i appreciate it more so like working in that environment for a short time because you're in the age range of that this would be the time this would be the time to do it yeah Yeah. but i don't like cooking like that like Mm -hmm. i like i like cooking where it's fun Mm -hmm. like and it's that's fun for some people but i'm not that type of person like i i don't think that that's my world i think that i'm a like you know playing fun music and frying chicken and and like joking around with your friends and like also taking work seriously but i i I don't know if i'm that type of guy and so it's cool to experience it it was fun to sit in that kitchen and maybe someday i'll i'll change maybe i'll be that crazy you know like 45 year old cook that's like i want to restart everything and and stage at crazy places i don't know sometimes i think Guys who don't intend to start out with restaurants like that almost become thrust on them. I remember going they, to... They uh, almost fall into it. I, I remember going to Ubuntu. Yeah. And it was in a yoga studio. Sure. And all of a sudden, like, they get this review and the world came crashing in on him. And if of, you... Of, have, of Jeremy Fox. If and you meet just, him, yeah. he's like like man i feel i feel so much for him when he talks in articles about like the stress of that time yeah he would like sleep in booths at the at the restaurant like to catch you know 20 30 minutes before going back into the kitchen and it was it was a staggering joint because my mom is vegan yeah and so i've i'm always looking for things to take her to that she can have these world-class experiences right in most places she's really good about 
uh finding stuff and and the better the restaurant the more they're willing to work with people on, yeah. the, on their thing but she also knows tasty menus are pretty much off the table yeah she just that was one of the best meals of her life yeah uh, and, and, yeah so a lot of these guys i think are are almost thrown into mm-hmm. it or almost like like i don't think a lot of people plan on i want to make the best you know they sort of fall into it what was your takeaway at the end you know because all these places uh, if you've never done it, there's about 10 different desserts that come out at varying yeah. times. But then on your way out the door, they hit you with something <laughs> that you're just like, oh, no, no, I already had. And they're like, no, take this. And in some cases, like, uh, oh, shit, they call it Manresa. I grew up my whole life in Santa Cruz <laughs> and it was Manresa, but I'll call it how they call it. Sure. I mean, Manresa says uh, they have these fucking the best caramels i've ever had in my life and they have them by the door did you did you politely take one or two i took one and my girl was saying can i take two and she said if you don't take a handful of these things and if you don't take a hundred i'm gonna be really pissed at you they they said the same thing to me i took i took probably two and i like politely put it in whatever thing we were taking out i think i actually said i'm taking one for her <laughs> and then, and then the the front of the house manager, he, he was such a nice guy. I talked to him a couple times yeah. during the dinner. He was like, he was like, dude, take a couple handfuls. And yeah. I was like, that's exa- okay. That's exactly what. It is. Have you ever had a better caramel in your life? No, it's, no, it's it's insane. insane. I don't it's know. Insanely good. It's so goddamn I good. I have no idea. What I think about do. it all the time, and it's the funny, weird little shit like yeah. that that you're like. Oh, no, that's the best caramel I've ever... If, if that ever comes up as a topic, I've got that in a holster ready to pull as the best caramel I've ever had. I was so drunk leaving that dinner, I don't even remember what they said. I'm sure they sent something delicious home, but I uh, don't even see, remember. you know what happened when I was so drunk leaving one of those? And I remember the first hour being really good. Yeah. And then who I was with was not, not particularly fun, um, but LaBernadette... Yeah. In New York. I was so fucking hammered when I left. And I didn't want to be there with the person I was with. Sure. And colossal pain in the ass. Um, and but, that's not number two on your list? No. No, it was it was really fun. And it was... Uh, the food was... I mean, yeah. dude, there's too many of these to... That that's like you said. Like, like you, I said, narrowing yeah. it down to three Right. And that crazy. one was... Um, that was because it was all fish. Yeah, like it was and his his style of like lightly cooked, beautiful holy sauces. Shit. And there was, I mean, I specifically remember I had a piece of fluke that was so. Which you're like fluke? Yeah, I'm How like, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's always like this weird thing, like, um, like okay, also ran fish, and then you just <laughs> lose your mind. Yeah, he's it was it was incredibly special. But then, fair enough. But then, also the circumstances of your dinner, where you're grinding your teeth over, makes some, a huge yeah, difference. And uh, that's why I say maybe and like just completely hammered at the end. Number three for me, that's you know being in the kitchen, being mm-hmm. all those things, probably yeah. elevated. What what was your number what two. what beat out John Bash? Uh, oh, and it's it was a solid one for <laughs> a long time. You sure uh, before before the Noma pop up. Oh, I think I know what it is. It was uh, French Laundry. Yeah. But it wasn't French Laundry dinner. It was 
a closed event oh, for oh. <laughs> it oh, was the hell. he uh, i guess thomas keller the way he explained it as he we we're standing in the courtyard which is also one of the craziest parts about um french laundry i've been to per se and it's just yeah. it's new york man and it's just it's a different it's, it's in different a building yeah. and it's just not because when you go to french laundry you, you're one you're in yountville which doesn't look like a real town <laughs> yeah it, it looks like Someone, if, if you, someone crafted like it. it's a movie idea of a perfect town. Yeah, and then you're in this gorgeous courtyard, and there's somebody bringing you champagne, and they bring you the you know the the cones sure. with the tartare and the creme fraiche inside. While well, you're just, in the most beautiful right, place in the world, right before you ever yeah. go inside, it's warm out. So I went to um, a Penfold Winery winemaker dinner. Yeah, that. It was 18 listed courses, not to and mention the things, double, the, the, the asides the yeah. of things that came before and after. And they were all paired with Penfold's wines. It was on such a level of both decadence and perfection <laughs> yeah. at the same time where... Super was, technical, just like every, every it, single it was, thing it was, goes it was, well it was, with the, the, the thing that it's going with, right? Right, the and it was, it was just utter perfection and it's the only time that i know of and he said like look we have we, we never have kobe beef we're never it's just not something that like come that's not our thing Doesn't yeah to, we got it tonight for this red that wow. he was he's bringing out this that we were bringing this so one time in my life i've had it like okay. real but yeah yeah not wagyu but like yeah. real kobe and it was just and the person I was with, it also came at like dish thirteen or fourteen, was already wavering. Yeah. It's always best. It's always best to go with like a hundred pound woman to these to these events because <laughs> you you can double up on a lot of the courses. Sure. But also, this introduced me to a world of cheese beyond my understanding. They do the cart? No, well, they normally do the cart. Yeah. But this one was paired cheese. Oh, okay. And yeah, there well, was, that makes sense. And that there was sense. cheeses that the odor, you could smell it coming in from across the room. Yeah. That a lot of people just turned their nose up <laughs> before they ever tried it. Because sure. they smell it. And it was maybe the best cheese, if not the best cheese I ever had in my life. And I, every single person who didn't eat it, I was I was spalding. Like, I'll, 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 I was spalding in Caddyshack. Yeah. You're gonna eat your fat. <laughs> and I was like, bring it over here. Yeah. And and again, if I, I should have the menu here to to read it off, but even that sometimes doesn't. And that also, I think it doesn't even do it justice anyway. It doesn't. You, you can read any number of words, but like what it what it really comes down to is that. Everything just the planets align to this perfect meal, and every yeah. pairing is great, and and you can't imagine anything being better than that. The access to this chef and how he had created not only the menu but was in the kitchen doing it, but had a lifetime affinity for these wines and the sure. winemaker and the winemaker bringing things. They started the thing by saying. You're probably going to like more than a handful of these wines. Sure. You will never, ever have them again. Yeah. These are my wines. After they're done tonight, they, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. And it was. Half of, the, half of the glasses, I was just like, 
are you joking right now? Sure. And I had no understanding. Of, Penfolds, to me, always just seemed like, oh, they're, you know, a nice Australian they, they winery. Some, yeah, yeah, they, they do some, some interesting stuff. stuff. Sure. No. The, stu- the stuff that they they brought that That night, private collection. Yeah, was just... Difference. And also, the food enhances the wine. The wine enhances the food. It's It was... It was just, just one everything of those, was perfection at that, and point. it was, and the staff there, and the day, and because if let's say it was freezing and pouring rain, and you know you had a server who was indifferent to be there, all those things go into no matter. I could have been served the same food, yeah, but you bring stuff to the table, literally, yeah, of your own shit, and that you love and created. Right. So and are the proud restaurant of. has no chance if you're already in a shit mood yeah every like weird tweaky thing but it's that's the thing is like food itself is amazing and i've i've had a lot of i've been really fortunate to have a lot of great dishes a Mm -hmm. lot of things that blow my mind how they're how they're done and and as somebody who cooks it's even more mind-blowing because i'm like i i just don't even understand how you've come to this combination of flavors and the things that you've done to them and and Mm. everything that's gone into it but what really elevates an amazing dinner is everything around it so being wine or the Mm -hmm. people you're with or all these other things like did you like wine before you liked food and i know that sounds like an odd question i was never into wine until i started getting really good food yeah and 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 then now i'm super into wine i think that yeah yeah, that that fostered a love for that but like for me that that number two spot was um i was fortunate enough to go to new york and go to 11 madison park at the time where they were number Number one one in the world number one in the world i mean i literally ate at the top restaurant in the world which to me i kept thinking like how am i even here Mm -hmm. but the things i can talk about how great the food is all day whatever Mm -hmm. you if you don't get to taste it you don't necessarily appreciate that but like i can say all of the things that went with it all of the touches it was the most hospitable restaurant I've ever been to in my life. I only know one other person who went there. Verbatim, what they said. It it's, was the best <laughs> overall restaurant experience they've ever had. I mean, we walked through the door, and I think a lot of times I still get kind of intimidated by fancier restaurants, by mm. three Michelin stars, by... You know, am I going to look out of place? I'm a young guy with a mohawk, and I don't. Were you wearing a beer, um, like a twelve pack holder on your head, like a fraternity guy? Because that's just so people know that that's your thing. Absolutely. You know, uh, old t shirt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, kick me out. But we walked in the door, and they're like, "Oh, Frank and Drew, it's good to see you." It wasn't like nice to meet you. It Mm. wasn't like it was like you've been here before. And we're good friends, and you know us, yeah. and we're like the. Thank the, you for seeing us again. Yeah, like yeah. thanks for coming in. And then we're like, we were thinking about maybe going to the bar and like mm-hmm. having a drink before we have dinner. I'm like yeah, and and they're like, take as as much time as you want. Like if you want to hang out at the bar for a couple hours, and they literally mean that. And 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 just like everyone that comes to the table is so friendly mm-hmm. and so like like seemingly happy to be there and excited about the food sometimes these places like the waiters are a little 
timid and a little like Especially like the on people, edge. The people doing the water, the people yeah. cleaning the the plates up, asking for it. There's a certain level of intimidation that comes with multiple star restaurants where they're like, sure. you better not fuck this up. Well, also people just want to be that excellent. Right. And these people were all so like naturally excellent. It mm-hmm. felt like, like it just felt like they were the coolest people and, mm-hmm. and so at ease. And so like everything was so flawless. Like you never, you, you would turn around and your, your water glass is full and you didn't even mm-hmm. see that person. And, and just every, like every single interaction with people there was so warm and it 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 was the most amazing food ever like it it compares with any other best meal i've ever had but what really the service sounds like this salinas applebee's experience i had once (laughs) it was really stellar yeah sitting at the bar right no where they put the plate on the edge of the table and it fell into my lap (laughs) oh treasure (laughs) treasure Warm me up a little bit. It was a little chilly. And met with total indifference by everyone there. They were just kind of like, eh, sorry. Napkin? It it happens. I don't even know if I had that. Like, they pointed to where the bathroom was. Rough. Yeah, the idea that people can... There is a hierarchy to the service profession and to the people. And when you are constantly met with greatness, it's so overwhelming because... That is the rarest of rare. Yeah, and to, to and be in that situation, particularly service industry is is treated as this thing that people don't do as a career, but but the people that are really good at it do it as a career and take pride in it. Every and every place we're talking about, it is a career, and there's no there. There used to be like in Los Angeles, everybody was a director, or a writer, an actor sure. waiting to happen. Even in LA now, that couldn't be further from the truth. They see it as a profession. Exactly. And it's, it's weird how it's changed. And the funny thing is, is people take it for granted so much, and it's such a natural skill to some people mm-hmm. that people think that anybody could do that. Yeah. But that's the thing. As yeah. I don't, Absolutely I don't think not. I, I think you're, right? you're bombarded every single day of your life. I eat out probably every day in some capacity. <laughs> yeah. And it couldn't be further from the truth. It's it, it, that the upper echelon of service people is such a rarefied air. It's just night and day to I your normal daily I experience. Could, I couldn't do it. Like, I, I don't think that I could rise to that level. And I think I'm professional in lots of things that I do. Yeah. But they just every little touch was like, we felt like and, and we're nobody. You know, we just got reservations somehow. Mm-hmm. But like, we felt like we were the most important people at that entire restaurant. Like crazy if you could it's a big joint if you too could, right it huge yeah if you could feel like a movie star somewhere like yeah. that's the equivalent of like i felt like wow i'm like special but really like everybody has that experience and that's the yeah. that makes it even more that doesn't even detract from if, like if my you own. had a joint and i'm talking even if you owned a diner wouldn't you as the owner hope that was everybody's experience right yeah Where you and you want people to come in and feel good yeah right that you actually feel like you're something special but at that level have you been to dad's luncheonette oh in half moon bay yeah no. so that dude is the guy that cooks there his wife mm. is the front of the house and he I, we sat and talked to him for 45 minutes in between his orders and he's mm. like like you know, told him we were cooks, and mm-hmm. I, I went with a friend of mine, Amy, 
who is also a cook with me, um, we talked to him for like a long time and he made us feel mm. like we're super special and important. So like even at that level, like it doesn't have to be mm. fine dining. No. That elevates it so much. And and so that is why that restaurant is amazing. And and the fact that like the end the end of the meal, they one thing they do is they give you four chocolate bars and a little card and you have to guess the milk of the animal of each chocolate bar and match it to a little symbol on each one that you've eaten. So it's like a fun game that goat, you do at the end of it. Goat, cow, sheep, and... Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember. <laughs> Again, yeah. lots of drinking went on at yeah, this, yeah. this meal, but there were four. Um, and then after that, they bring like a tree... That has chocolate-covered pretzels on it, made in-house, of course. And then they're like... Fucking nuts, man. They're, they're like, oh, by the way, there's a orchard called Laird's that makes apple brandy. And they make this particular one just for this restaurant. I love Laird's apple brandy, by the way. And uh, you guys can just drink as much as you feel like drinking and leave whenever you want. No rush at all. Wait, so, wait, like a full bottle? They just set yep. it down on the table with two glasses? Yup. And they literally said, have as much as you want and hang out for as long as you want. <sighs> and like, the funny thing is, is that's so smart because most people are going to have a glass and bounce. Right. They're going to, they're, they're done with their meal. Mm -hmm. Couple people, maybe one or two glasses and fawn over their meal. Mm. Maybe an outlier is going to drink half the bottle at the end of their meal and, and hang out forever. And maybe but, if you're a table of eight. Sure. But yeah. they're they're smart and they know that most people, they've been there for three hours. Yeah. And so they've been drinking for three hours. They're good to go. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. drink a whole lot more. But like the, the fact, it was like, we trust you, mm -hmm. which is a weird thing. Uh, and just like, hey, have as much as you want. And A, it was phenomenal. So mm -hmm. we had a bunch of it. And then it just makes you like glow as you leave the restaurant. Like I remember mm -hmm. it was freezing out because it was New York at like 11 o'clock at night in yeah. the fall. And I was just like the warmest I've ever been in my life <laughs> waiting for a, for a cab before we went home. Like, right. it, it just felt that good. And that's like... I, I can't discount the food. The food was phenomenal. It mm -hmm. was it was expertly crafted. But the fact that the service elevated that much above like the food at Momofuku Ko was probably just as good yeah. on a technical aspect. And it was very cool. It was a very different experience and it was welcome because we did a lot of fine dining that weekend and this mm -hmm. was a very different kind of fine dining. But like just that level of friendliness, that level of that extra yeah. something, like, elevated it that much to me. And that's, yeah. Well, the fact that we've had this thing between us that we could also, like, carve down to, because I could probably do a 10 and still have to carve off some really worthy candidates. Yeah. Uh, is it's just incredibly lucky. So, and that's glad, not even to we, it's not even to discount places that are not fine dining. Like absolutely not. Like Mr. Jews, Liho Liho Yacht yeah. Club. Both of those are State strong contenders. Uh, State Bird is strong uh, contender for some of the best food I've yeah. ever eaten. 
All those. And I, I got to admit that the the world of the massive tasting menu and the three hour plus dining experience to me has waned a little because of the Leho Lehos, the Owl's Places, but the State Birds. And it's it's, it's an still, amazing experience. It's still but magical. It is. And it, it doesn't, but man, yeah. it's it's a long haul for sure. It's it's a it's an evening. It's it's pretty rough. But but it's funny and it's telling that each of our top three is that style of food yeah. and that style of service and that style of meal. And while others come close to that, maybe in food or maybe even mm-hmm. in being really hospitable, yeah, doesn't quite hit that top three. And so that's why I think that's kind of fascinating. And I think that's mm. I think it's interesting that we have the same top one, mm-hmm. which a we don't have time to talk about another restaurant <laughs> restaurant anyway because we're already over our time. All right, but b like that we had very different experiences but somewhat the same like i thought it was really an interesting thing to think about right absolutely and the fact that we had both independently thought about for no reason nobody i mean i guess it could come up in conversation what's the best (laughs) meal you've had in your life or maybe it's just watching too many shows where people talk or you you watch Bourdain or you watch sure. anything where people are just like, oh, no, this is amazing. Do you sit and re- reevaluate a lot? Does it ever change? It hadn't for years yeah. until last May. Until you had a better meal. Yeah. But sometimes my rankings even change a little bit. Like maybe, uh, maybe Momofuku Co. edges out that restaurant at Meadowood just because yeah. it was like such a different thing. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard to... They're all yeah. so different, too, that it's hard to compare. It is. Um, but you evolve as a person. And, That's true, too. And so... You the, maybe appreciate different aspects right. later in your life. Um, but the, the, the one thing is that these all have in common is they're incredibly special. Like, there's yeah. no, it's not just... I walked into this place not <laughs> having a reservation, and look what happened. No, there was the buildup, because I believe in the buildup... The yeah. anticipation. And then exceeding that yeah. anticipation. Which is... Because that's hard to do. Oh, oh, I've had a ton of these <laughs> where anticipation led to furious anger and just feeling like you got think, ripped off. I think I know what you're referring to. <laughs> but they... they <laughs> so I'd say there's more pressure on these things because who can live up to your unreasonable expectation? Well, sure. You're paying a, you know... A large amount of money mm-hmm. you're spending four hours you're spending a meal and you're choosing this particular restaurant for you know a meal that you'll have once a year twice a year maybe if you're if, if you're fortunate yeah and it's a lot to build up to so it's a lot of pressure and when they exceed that you're just like blown away because mm. so often we're let down in things that were expected to be great movies yeah meals people it, it it just you you expect certain things and and somehow these meals are like how the fuck did you do that can i uh can i end it on this yeah and this is i don't it's not it's it's not rhetorical <laughs> but you have no basis so you might want to think about it okay are you ever worried about going back to any of these places a hundred percent yeah <laughs> it it is such a hard position to be in because a you don't know if it's ever going to be as good as the one experience you had right but b there's a million other places that you want to go and like we said if you're choosing that like one 
phenomenally over the top mm. meal that you can do a year mm. like how do you go back to the same one you know it's it and this this will probably be a pretentious dick thing to say <laughs> but the penfolds dinner at french laundry was my second oh. time at oh. french laundry oh, ho, ho, and ho. i've been subsequently oh. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. But, yeah, that you're right. Yeah, that's a pretentious dick <laughs> thing to say. And so I wanted, to, I wanted to end it on pretentious dickness. Yeah. All right. Do you want to show us out? Because you did that so well last time. I'm. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Please do. On behalf of Frank and myself, we wish you all a very good evening. <laughs>